Rainmaker FM. Copyblogger FM is brought to you by the all-new Studio Press Sites, a turnkey solution that combines the ease of an all-in-one website builder with the flexible power of WordPress. It's perfect for bloggers, podcasters, and affiliate marketers, as well as those of you who are selling physical products, digital downloads, or membership programs. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why more than 200,000 website owners trust StudioPress. You can check it out by going to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. Hello there, good to see you again. Welcome back to Copyblogger FM, the content marketing podcast. Copyblogger FM is about emerging content marketing trends, interesting disasters, and enduring best practices, along with the occasional rant. My name is Sonia Simone. I'm the Chief Content Officer for Rainmaker Digital, and I like to hang out with the folks who do the heavy lifting over on the Copyblogger blog. You can always get extra links, free stuff, additional resources, and the complete show archive by pointing your browser to copyblogger.fm. And before I officially start today, I just want to apologize if there's a little bit of background noise on my side. Uh, the hallway of my apartment building is being replastered, and it is not always a silent process. So my apologies. So today I thought it would be interesting to talk about something that I saw come up in Seth Godin's marketing seminar. You might remember that a few weeks ago, uh, Seth came on to the podcast and we had a little conversation and he mentioned that he has this interesting seminar that he's doing while I uh, am participating in that. And a comment came up that I thought was really interesting and I thought was really resonant. A lot of people jumped on it and said they felt the same way, which is a person was talking about the overwhelm that they feel when they subscribe to a whole bunch of marketing education, business education, and they read about a tactic that seems like it's going to be a good tactic and it's going to be helpful and it's going to get them what they want. And then as they're trying to ramp up to do that thing, another thing comes in the inbox and that sounds good too. So then they switch gears and go over to that. And they're so busy reading about marketing tactics and business tactics that they don't get any marketing or any business done. And I think that most of us have been there. You know, probably most people listening to this podcast, I promise you, everybody who speaks on this podcast, whether it's me, guests, anybody like that, knows this kind of condition. And I definitely see people who say, well, you just have to get over it. You know, you just have to quit taking in any new information until you've reached a goal, you know, and that's, um, that can work well, as long as you have everything you need to get to the next goal, it can be worthwhile to take some mini breaks from taking in new marketing education just to get a project out the door. But realistically, because digital marketing does change, and sometimes it changes rather quickly, just saying, well, I'm not going to take in any new information until I've got this thing done. Um, if it works for you, you should definitely do it but it doesn't work for everybody. So I'm going to talk about a, a process that I use to manage all these great ideas. And these are not just necessarily marketing tactics. 
it's any kind of shiny object syndrome. It's any kind of scenario where you get a lot more cool ideas than you can act on right now. And that's going to be realistically just about any creative situation. This happens to book writers. This happens to musicians. This happens to painters. You know, we all have more interesting ideas than we have time and energy and space to implement all of them. So I'm going to talk about a process that I use. I find it helpful and you might find it helpful also. So it starts off with some kind of format that you can use to keep a journal. So this might be an electronic format. I really like doing this uh, on paper with a pen. I find that that's really kind of stimulating and interesting to my creative brain, but you are not me. And it may be that doing this on paper just is something you would never do. And you don't have to do it any particular way, but you do have to have some mechanism to capture ideas and processes and plans. Some kind of a journal that you use to capture your business process and your business journey, if you will, and to move forward with it. So I rather like the bullet journal format Uh, Now, some people do these as these really cool, visually creative kind of art pieces. So I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about something much more just a notebook. Um, I like a hardcover notebook because it just, it's, you know, it gets a little bit less beat up, but it depends on how you want to carry it around. But I like a hardcover notebook with a, a dot grid, um, which is kind of the bullet journal idea. And then pretty much a text only format, although I do a lot of doodling and scribbling in the margins and, you know, making notes and colored pencil and stuff like that. But the idea is not to create like a really pretty piece that you're going to feel compelled to share on Instagram. The idea is that this is a working dog. It's not a show dog. So it's, you know, it's going to be messy and kind of ugly and it's going to have weird half finished pages. It's really going to be for your eyes only. So in my business journal, I keep things like I keep the the script for the introduction to this podcast. I keep calendars, monthly calendars. I keep notes on meetings. I keep notes on our editorial meetings and our partner calls. And I keep strategy pages. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today is creating these and then moving them onto a list so you can do something with them. So in my opinion, one of the reasons we get into this tactic pinball where we feel, you know, spun around in all different directions and completely overwhelmed by reading business tactics or marketing tactics is that we are not completely 100% clear on what the tactic is for in our content strategy. And so they all sound good, right? They all sound like, that sounds cool. That sounds like a great idea. What a good thing to, you know, what a good project I could do to get more readers, more customers, more business. So I take pages in my journal, my business journal, and at the top of the page, I write five different words. And so I might allow like two or three pages for each word, but if when I fill up that those pages, and I will eventually, then I just start a new page like later on in the notebook. But I put these words in big letters at the top so I can just flip through really fast and find them. So I'm going to give you the five words now, 
and then I'm going to talk about what they are. And then we'll talk about how to get all these tactics into a kind of a system and then start acting on them. So my first word, my first, you know, top level header is know, like knowing something, like knowing yourself, K-N-O-W. And ideas in this section come into the category of understanding what kind of business you're in and understanding who you serve. So this is about positioning. This is about understanding your customer and capturing their beliefs and desires. This is about answering the incredibly important question, why would a customer choose you rather than all of the other options that are available, including the option of doing nothing about the problem? So anytime I have a tactic or a suggestion, there are a million of them right now in Seth Godin's marketing seminar around this category of knowledge, of knowing, understanding my positioning, what do I have to offer and who do I have to offer it to, and what is the nature of that promise, I will write down some shorthand about that exercise on my no page of my journal. So, you know... Seth's exercise about the three questions. And I'll just put that in there. Or I'll, maybe I'll make a notation on a particular place in the seminar. That way I have a, a way to capture that I want to do that exercise because it's a good exercise. The second high level category is attract. And this is about all of the ways that we find new people who are going to know who we are, who are going to be interested in what we're doing. This is, we talk about attraction content when we talk about content strategy on Copyblogger. So this is about things like headlines. This is about things like advertising. You know, maybe you're interested in conducting some experiments with Facebook ads. This is about learning more about content promotion. This is about learning more about structuring content so that it maybe even goes viral or at least has the chance of going viral. So all of those are going to go on your attract page or pages in your journal. You're probably going to want quite a few pages for that one because it's, it's a big topic. Attracting attention is a big topic in marketing. Now, the third high level category is nurture. So what's sometimes called nurturing your leads in the sales process. This is just about taking care of the people in your audience so that they think it would be a good idea to move forward and do business with you. So this involves like most of your blog content, most of your email content. This is a big, big part of content marketing is the nurture phase of of your attraction or your, your marketing cycle. Education, educating your prospects falls in here. A really important kind of subcategory is the kind of education you might need to do to get people to adopt a belief that they're going to need to move forward with you. And we always use a really simple one, a copy blogger as an example, that we think it's really important that you have a web presence on your own domain, you know, your own URL, it's yours, it's not Facebook or Tumblr, and that you can host a good chunk of your content there and you're in control of it and you call the shots. And that not doing that, not having that kind of Content hub you control is risky. That is a belief that we think matters. We think it's true. We think it's important. And 
if you also hold that belief, and if we can maybe even convince you to hold that belief, then you'd be more likely, of course, to move forward with some of the things we offer. Not that we're the only ones who offer premium WordPress themes, but that's a big part of our business. Self-hosted WordPress themes, you know, another important part of our business. So that's nurturing. That's moving the relationship, just making it strong and solid so that people can move forward and feel like they're informed and feel like they, you're trustworthy. So the fourth high-level category for your business journal is CONVERT. If you want to make this into um, like an acronym that you can say or remember, you could also label this one ASK as in asking for the sale, asking for, asking for the conversion, asking people to sign up for your email list. These are also called calls to action, but this is where you're going to put like all your copywriting ideas, you know, improve my copywriting for benefits versus features that would go on this. Uh, learn more about writing sales pages or contact a copywriter about putting together a sales page for me. Th that's conversion content. It exists to convert someone's attention into a behavior. And then for this exercise, the final high-level category that I would have you devote some pages to would be what I call deepen. And this is about making the relationship stronger and deeper. So serving your customers better, giving them a better experience so they're more delighted to be your customers. This is about cultivating repeat and referral business by making people super happy. Sometimes this is about cultivating repeat and referral business by putting a program into place to connect with people. They bought thing A, they liked it, you know, did you know that thing B goes well with thing A? Programs like that, I would put under my deepened pages of my business journal. So realistically, you can't do business online. You can't run a business online without the first four. You have to know who you are and what your position is. You have to attract new people who haven't heard of you yet. You have to nurture those people so and educate them so that they trust you enough to move forward. And then you have to convert that interest into behavior by asking for the sale, making an offer, getting them to become a customer. And then the final one, Deepen, is really about improving your ROI, improving your satisfaction level, improving your reputation, and just making the whole thing, you know, just more satisfying and more profitable while we're at it. Okay, making an existing customer happier is always more cost-effective than going down and chasing down somebody who's never heard of you before. So if you like acronyms and you like to just have something that you can kind of keep at the you know forefront of your mind and just run it, run it down, you could call it KNAD, Know, Attract, Nurture, Ask, and Deepen. Or you could just run through... Because once you have positioning down, you probably don't revisit that, you know, weekly, but you might do a weekly review of the, the final four, attract, nurture, convert, and deepen, ANCD or ANAD. And so I mentioned you would want to review this weekly, which is a really fine idea. And what you would want to do is to look these over, look your lists over in your journal about once a week, and then take a look and say, is there a next action I could take? 
going back to good old David Allen and his book, Getting Things Done, which is very handy, you know, is there something I could do that would take me maybe 20 minutes or less around attracting new customers? And do I put it on my list for this week of things I'm going to get done? And you just go through looking for those next actions and looking for ways you can move forward. Now, if you have a specific place you are, like for example, I keep telling you guys, I'm in Seth Godin's marketing seminar, which sadly is closed to new people. And this sounds like this big ad for it. I'm only using it as an example because it's super top of mind. But what I do when I'm in a new class or I'm in a new program is I also take a bunch of pages. So for Seth's, I've set aside like eight and I know I'm going to fill them and that's okay. I'm just going to jump ahead in the book. There's, they're going to be interleaved, right? But I'll set aside some pages for that piece of education. And I go through, I do all of the exercises. So if I can't do the exercise right away, I try and think about, is there a way I could do this exercise before, you know, I go to bed tonight? Is there a way I could do this in like 10 minutes? Could I make this happen between the time I'm listening to the lesson and the time I go to bed today? Because most of the time, doing the lesson a little too quickly is much better than doing it not at all. And a lot of times you get into it and you realize, you know, this is actually pretty interesting. I'm going to keep, I'm going to schedule some more work on this. So that's my first recommendation is use those pages to go ahead and do the exercises if there are exercises suggested. Identify a project. So identify, a, this again is a project in the sense of David Allen's course or David Allen's book, Getting Things Done. A project is something that requires more than one next action. So if I have to do four tasks to make it happen, it's a project. So figure out what the projects are. Figure out what those quick next actions are. What's a discrete thing I can do? I could sit down and think about it and do it. It's not, the ne a next action is not figure out my positioning in the marketplace. A next action is do the exercise to ask myself, who is my customer? How do I benefit that person? And what is the implied promise that my business makes? That's an exercise. That's a thing you can sit down in a 20-minute period of time and write about that. That is a next action. And then move. So you want to collect a bunch of, of next actions. You want to collect a bunch of steps you can take as you are running through your notes in the, the project or the class. And then you want to do anything you can to get even five minutes done on that thing today. Today is very powerful. And my final recommendation for getting out of this tactical overwhelm that we face, so many ideas, not enough time or energy to implement them all, is again, I'm going to use uh, an idea from David Allen, his book, Getting Things Done. It kind of overcomplicates things. He gets very precious. So I liked his book, but you know, his book might not be useful because it's so specific about the way you keep your lists and everything. But the ideas are very, very solid. And I use, I read Getting Things Done, you know, I don't even know how many years ago, and I still use those ideas every day of my working life. And one of his ideas that's super sound is again, in your business journal, create a page called Someday slash Maybe. And these are tactics that you're probably not going to do in the next 30 days. And you're probably not going to even address them. You're not even going to have a plan to address them this quarter. You'd like to do them, but you don't feel ready to commit to when you're going to do them. 
So if you don't know when you're going to do them, then you're going to do them someday and you put them on your someday list. And that way you can hold them and you can review that list. A lot of times there's real gold there, but you don't have to get overwhelmed by having them all mixed in with your tactical lists of things that you're actually going to get done. You're actually going to implement. So that's my process for staying out of tactical overwhelm. I don't really recommend that you go into this kind of um, fast unless, you know, sometimes so many of us, I'm this way, we get, we do get to be kind of training addicts as some people call ourselves. Um, If you're in a loop where you're only consuming training and you know you're not implementing, then yeah, go on a training diet for a while and work on some implementation instead. But if you do want to keep taking in new information, new ideas, which I recommend, this is a way to manage them so that you can benefit from them instead of having them make you feel overwhelmed. So those are my thoughts for today. Please let me know um, if you've tried any of these. You can just drop by the comments over at copyblogger.fm. I'm always really interested to find out what you're working on, what's kind of bugging you or frustrating you or you can't get answers to. Love to create podcast episodes for you in the future about things that are bothering you. Maybe I can help. So please do drop by, drop me a line, let me know what's going on, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much and take care.